Welcome to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and night's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two, you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also considering help get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review in iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy thought of the day is by Patty Loveless. Goodbyes are hard, but life is all about changes. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 221. Please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distilleries, ID Chrysler Pine City, the B-Dale Club, and Canine Inspired Change. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. The Twin Cities and Breezy Point music scene lost a legendary music booker and overall Paul Bunyan-ish legendary character this week. Dear friend and previous podcast guest, Paul Gable passed away on New Year's Day. He was funny, crazy, smart, controversial, and without a doubt, memorable. Seven-eighths jam and breezy shows will never be the same. A celebration of life for Paul will be at the Roseville Memorial Chapel, January 16th, 4 to 6 p.m. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Tuesday, I played a solo New Year's Eve show at B-Dale Club in Roseville, Minnesota. Rob's gift cards, taco bar, and 80s horror t-shirt giveaways for music trivia went over great. Friday, I played a solo show at Ingredients in Wiper Lake, Minnesota. Place was packed, played the entire show straight through, but damn it, I blew out one of my cool laser lights. Saturday, I played a duo show at JJ's Pub slash Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota. Was a tough show with Gable not being there, but Ice Fest was a huge success. Played a four-hour show, emceed the infamous bikini contest, then DJed another four hours. I'm still tired, and my ears are definitely still ringing. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, January 8th, 2020. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, January 9th, I'll be playing a duo show at B-Dale Club in Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota from 6 to 9 p.m. Friday, January 10th, I'll be doing a private event for Victory Links. Saturday, January 11th, Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rambling out to Polko, Wisconsin to rock out at Eagle Lounge from 7 to 10 p.m. Part one of two with popular Minnesota singer-songwriter Sarah Morris. We talk her new album, All Mine, the singer-songwriter challenge, toilet tunes, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Can't decide which side I'm on. But it wouldn't 
Minneapolis singer, songwriter. Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. How are you doing today, Sarah? I'm doing well. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. Yes, thanks for having me over here. A variety of folks have asked me to have Sarah on the podcast, and it's finally worked out now. It's a beautiful winter day here, and I got to meet Sarah's dogs. What's her <laughs> names again? Uh, Lou is our white husky with attitude, and then Matilda is our Australian shepherd mix. Yes, that's very cool. And we were just discussing that we've both played at Ingredients mm-hmm. for many, many years. So many years. Um, what is your day? I'm the first Friday of every month. Do you have a rotation day? I don't have a rotation. I tend to do just kind of wherever I, it works out. I was doing, I think, the third, I don't know. I do the third Saturday every month at Hell's Kitchen, but that's the only regular that I okay. that I do. Okay. Um, yeah, I know it's been a long time when I've seen like Greg Luganis like win the Olympics like three times, <laughs> and that's every four years. Right. It just happens to fall on not Greg Luganis, yeah. but Michael Phelps. Yeah. When he was winning, I like watched every single one at ingredients. At ingredients <laughs> while I was playing. I've definitely seen some sporting events too, sitting on that stage. Yes, good stuff. So uh, we're here talking with uh, with Sarah Morris here, and you have a new record coming out called All Mine. Oh, oh, first of all. We're in her dining room here, and you originally wanted to do this in your bathroom. I did. So can you explain us some of the things people might know about you as you do toilet tunes? I do toilet tunes. Yes. Can you tell us about toilet tunes? I will. Yes. So I take part in this thing called the Singer-Songwriter Summer Challenge where we have to write a song every week, and when you write the song, you have to take a video of the song, and you post it to Facebook. And for a while, I was making my videos in the craft room that we call my kids play in. And then I realized that there were no doors separating me from the rest of my humans and puppies. And so I started taping my like original songwriting videos in the bathroom. Because if I go in my bathroom, there are two doors that I can lock that keep me from these you know, noisy, lovely things. And so I was doing that for a while, and then I ran a Kickstarter campaign where I offered, I offered, like, if someone pledged $100, I would sing them a cover song. And I had a friend who pledged, and she said, I want, the deal is, though, I want to sing it with you. And I was like, oh, that's fun. And she's like, and I want to sing it in your bathroom. I was like, well, this just got more fun. And totally unexpected. So I invited, so she came over and we sang um, Emmy Lou by First Aid Kit in the bathroom and posted it on Facebook and got really great feedback. And then I had another friend who was like, hey, can I come sing in your bathroom? And so it's funny about Toilet Tunes is it is so accidental. Like it was really just people saying, can I sing in your bathroom? And now I've had like 40 some odd guests. It's um, tomorrow I'm throwing um, our, we call it the festive finale. And so I invite everyone who's been on the show in the year to come and sing all at one time in my bathroom. And it'll be the fourth time that I've had like a giant party of people singing in my bathroom. Very cool. <laughs> what are some uh, uh, some toilet tune episodes that yeah. stand out? Okay. Some that are really noteworthy. Do you know Papa Bear Norton, Zach Norton? Uh, we did We Got Tonight, and we wore matching leopard print bathrobes. And Zach is 
uh, probably twice as tall as I am. It was amazing. Um, so that was a really great one. My friend Ben Cook Feltz has done a few with me that have been really great. This year he did, we did, what's, I can't remember what's, oh, we did Let's Hear It for the Boy. And he had a drummer and he's like, we're going to put the drummer in the shower. So that was a really good one. Yeah. Uh, my friend Vicki Emerson and I have done a few, but the first one we did was Maneater, Hollow Notes, and she was really not ready for that one, but we had a great time with that. Um, a favorite of mine was uh, One a Man, What a Mighty Good Man. Oh, yes, with Jillian. Yes, she's been on the show before, she's too. She's so great, and, and she brought in, her and her husband brought in this tiny little machine that I'd never seen before that made this beat. It was <laughs> amazing, and Jillian was all in. I mean, that's the deal with Toilet Tunes is it's just like, can you show up and just be all in on the ridiculous? That's, yeah. That's how we know it's going to be successful. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I want to thank Anton again for giving Copper, the Wonder Gold, and I a tour of the 45th Parallel Distillery last month. Super cool place and anxious to check out their patio plans for this summer. Cool tasting room and merch as well. I'd highly recommend stopping in. 45th Parallel is the family-owned craft distillery in New Richmond, Wisconsin. They opened the doors in 2007 and went from making a single vodka to producing dozens of different spirits, including gins, whiskeys, and citrus liqueurs. 45th Parallel distillers are committed to a slow craft philosophy, slow fermentation, slow infusion, slow distillation, slow blending, slow aging. Their mission is to create high-quality spirits using local ingredients whenever possible and to provide visitors with a great experience. Stop in and check them out at 1570 Madison Avenue, New Richmond, Wisconsin. Also check out 45thparalleldistillery.com for hours and more information. So when you're looking for a quality alcoholic beverage to bring to the college football championship party, weekend get-together, or just having a cocktail while out and about listening to your favorite local musicians, try a 45th Parallel Distillery product. You won't be disappointed. Please drink responsibly. Another reason how I got to you, Sarah, is that I work, I'm wearing a canine inspired change shirt here. I work, I teach for canine inspired change with your aunt Sue. Yeah. Um, Susan Terry, who has been saying, you should have my niece Sarah on here. She goes, awesome. I don't know how she does this stuff all the time. She travels Aww. all over, plays gigs. So a big shout out to Sue. Oh, Susan is, she's been a, um, very important person in my life. So. I work with her all the time. That's awesome. It's been years. And Kaylee. Her and Kaylee. <laughs> yep. Which Kaylee is named after an Irish party or dance or yes. something like that. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, so I was hoping to talk. Sarah has a new CD called All Mine mm-hmm. coming out. Her CD release is at the Turf Club on February 7th. Yes. And I've been listening to her new single, I'm a Wreck. Do you mind just giving us a rundown about this new record, please? Yeah, so I was feeling like it was time. I don't know how records come to you, but it, I, my last record came out in November of 2017. And so throughout 2018, I was um, pushing it. I did this really great songwriting competition called the Kerrville New Folk Contest. And uh, that really kind of got me... R- pitched forward a little bit, like ready to, to take things to another level, I guess, in my heart. And um, and I kept writing and I started to get this itch like, Ooh, I think it's time to go do the recording again because I love recording. I mean, it's such a thrill. And then this past 
So we're talking in December of 2019 right now. I guess it's going to air in January. So in uh, roughly March or April, I wrote a song for my songwriter challenge. And as soon as the word was cards, and as soon as I finished writing it, I was like, oh, you, you are the like linchpin of the album. And this has happened to me with like every album. It's like I write for a while and then there comes to be this song where I'm like, you are the theme. And, um, and so all mine is really all about like embracing your journey and who you are and all the like perfect and imperfect things. I turned 40 last year. And so I feel like it's kind of got that feel to it. Like a lot of the, just like looking at my journey and embracing it because it's not, I'm not a young whippersnapper, like who moved to Nashville and is like big stars in the eyes. You know, I'm a suburban mom that just keeps plugging away. That's great. Yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to that too. It's still yeah. following. I mean, I'm the same thing. I mean, I like to, yeah. yeah, I'm still just plugging away too. I'm not a young whippersnapper anymore traveling to back and forth to Nashville, but. We look uh, young though. I mean, I'm looking at you. We both look like whippersnappers. If that's good. That's, that's we a comp. Just, yes. You look very young. I would have never guessed, but that's, that's okay. Um, so you recorded this at River Rock? Yes. Can you tell us about that place a little bit? Yes, I sure can. So River Rock Studios has been around since about 2011, and it is managed by my friend Eric Bloomquist. And Eric is pretty much family to me. His, he's best friends with my brother, and um, we have done so many things. He was in my first country band, Sarah Morris and Blue Steel. We released five songs uh, that will never be heard. Uh, uh-huh. Eric and I were in The Music Man once, a production where we were both in the quartet And uh, the last few albums, he's been like my right-hand man, and he is a really uh, wonderful person to dream with. And so he engineered the album, he produced it with me, and then this time the addition of it is my band also got some production credit as well because they were so involved in the arranging. Uh, River Rock is in northeast Minneapolis. It has this super historic console. It was in flight time for years, so it's like got all the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis like songs were recorded. I'm obsessed on it. with Morris Day in the Time, yeah. so that's interesting. So all so of it was recorded on this like SSL console that now lives at River Rock. Really? Oh yes. It's it's a. I've had Jelly Bean Johnson on the show a number of times too. I, I that's changed my life. I love that stuff. Yeah. And so Flight Time, which was the band before Morris Day in the Time, that's what they tracked on. Flight, right? They all tracked on this SSL, and when Flight Time became like a, it's a production school now, Minnesota, or it was Minnesota Media Institute or something like oh, that. Oh, maybe we're thinking of two different things. No, we're not. I mean, that's this. it was this big studio space, and so they had the giant SSL console, you know, that's bigger than this table, and when they, when Flight Time disbanded or sold or whatever, um, they needed to sell the SSL, and so the Oh, studio, now I get it. Okay, yeah, very so River cool. Rock bought that. So it's just this one historic piece that's now in this new studio. Spent a couple days this weekend in my hometown area hiking, visiting friends, and doing podcast interviews. Roads are still covered in snow and ice, but I can still relax and still take in the beautiful country drive in my black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. 
went 250,000 miles. My old car was just too much for the poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream ride at Ivy Chrysler Pine City, and the staff could have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out that inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northbridge Court Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m., closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a safe winter season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. So when you go to a studio to work on a new record, mm -hmm. do you have it all flushed out and demoed out ahead of time? Or do you do some on-the-spot creative touches to your songs? Yeah, it's a lot of on-the-spot. And I would say generally the process has been, and what it was this time, is the band and I, once I'm announcing, like, hey, guys, it's record time, we up our rehearsals and we start you know, arranging things in the rehearsal space ahead of time, but we didn't really demo anything. Occasionally we'd record something on a phone, but it was a lot about like, let's work at it, let's see what it is, and then when we get to the studio, let's see what comes to life from that. Um, and we did a full week in the studio where we did a combination of, you know, is tracked as live as much as possible. One of my small heart goals this time was I wanted to sing I wanted to track my vocals while the band was playing because usually I'll do scratch vocals and then I'll come in after the fact and last year we did a Christmas song where just because of timing like I was in an ISO booth singing vocals while the band was tracking their parts and I had so much more fun that way you know I love live performances so I was really thrilled the song the album has 11 songs on it and I believe five of them are my vocals from tracking week. And then after the fact, you know, we listened to everything and said, like, what pieces do we still need? Oh, I need Haley Rydell to come in and play some violin. And I need um, Vicki Emerson to come sing harmonies. And, you know, so we got those. And then I did overdub some more vocals. Um, but, yeah, it was a great, you know, I buy a lot of snacks. I made a really good salad for everyone every day. We drink some whiskey, but not as much as we have in previous years. What kind of whiskey? I've had whiskey sponsorships in this podcast oh, before. Oh, really? So I'm generally like my old school is Maker's Mark. That's my yeah. That's I like my that. deal. But I kind of like to try different things. We had this bottle. It was called Jeff, not Jefferson. It was like a... Templeton Rye? No. <laughs> Although we've had really good talks about Templeton Rye. My, Lars, my drummer, is like, everyone talks about Templeton Rye, but you need the Cody Road. Have you had the Cody Road? No. It's also for That's who Iowa. was the sponsor for the show for well, a while. Well, Templeton, Templeton, I bet Rye. you're amazing. I have a new sponsor now. We that? have 45th Parallel Distillery. Oh, in New Richmond. Yes. So, so that's our I new... haven't had their whiskey, but I'd love to have their yes, whiskey. Yes. So they're the new sponsors well, for that. That's as good. Far Why as aren't we drinking it right now? Because I have to play a nursing home like an hour. That's respectable. That's super respectable. Yes. Uh, for another local one I like is, I really do like the Jay Carver Really? Bourbon. Okay. Yeah. A lot of times when people want to put together records, I know for me going to a studio and doing all this stuff in a studio is super expensive. Yes. How do you, maybe you're rich, I don't know, but like, Not rich. how do you fund these projects? Yeah, that is, so that's kind of, if we're into, like, this is unsexy money talk, but if we're going to do that, I like it. Uh, 
my, one of my goals with All Mine was in the past, I've done Kickstarters and had decent experiences with them. And then at the end, some of like the money has been like, you know, money from my husband's work. Like he's employed and I'm a musician, which pretty much is like negative employment, you know? I know how that goes. Yes. I want to tell you all about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B Dale Club, located on the corner of County Road B. And Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is the truth. The food at T-Bird's Cafe and Takeaway is always awesome. Excited to record another top five podcast at B-Dale next week and do our monthly rockout session there this Thursday. One of my favorite parts is setting up early for the events and having one of their daily special Coney Island hot dogs. They are the best. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. I've been told that I've been talked about on these podcast ads, the Waller's Woodhill Cocktails. I sound like hotcakes, karaoke, live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much more. B. Dale's got it all. Stop by for cold one soon. So one of my things was, you know, I'm 40 and I'm kind of tired of, like, I want to pay for my own stuff. Like, just... I just want to fund myself. like I, And so um, I really put the pedal to the metal on performing. I've done 120 shows this year, which is a lot when you got the you know two kids and all that. And um, so my goal was that I'm going to pay for it as much as possible. And then I also have a Patreon this time. And I don't know how familiar you are with Patreon. I have Patreon for this. Do you? That's mm-hmm. okay. So I love Patreon. And the, like... Patreon will not give you the big bulk fund, or will not give me the big bulk fund that Kickstarter did. Like Kickstarter, my previous album, um, I raised $9,000, which is about half the cost of what the album was. Um, and Kickstarter and Patreon does not necessarily generate that kind of funds. It definitely doesn't. But what it allows is a steady income, and it allows for me to give. I am able to have a really nice community over at Patreon. You know, I, I've been able to give them... They've listened to the album before anyone else. I'm super protective of the fact that no one has received a CD before my Patreons. Um, and so that's that's how I'm going at funding this. Um, there's a credit card involved that's going to have a little uh-huh. balance on it. And I'm okay with that because it's my balance, like, this time. I've never carried it... Whatever. I've never carried a credit card balance in my life. But I was like, I'm going to do that for this if I need to because I just want to pay for it myself. Um, and I do... Yeah, that's yeah, that's probably a good way to say it. In the age of digital downloads where, mm-hmm. like, my car doesn't even have a CD player in it, right. are you still selling a lot of CDs? I... So I sell some CDs. I sold out of my last record, Hearts in Need of Repair. I had a thousand of those, and I sold them. And I actually got to order a hundred more, which is cute. <laughs> um, and then with this new record, I mean, anytime you get CDs now, it does feel a little bit like, did I just order coasters? A thousand yeah. coasters for my <laughs> grandchildren. Um, but I do sell some CDs. I'm going to do a pre-order for the record, like probably when this podcast is out, my website should have a place that people can order it ahead of time. Um, With the touring, I have been really lucky to do some touring in Texas, both with Vicki Emerson as part of the Home Fires and then also as part of my winning the Kerrville contest. Uh, Texas people, they're amazing. They buy a lot of CDs. I still buy CDs. I have a CD player in my minivan. Nice. I made sure when we got the minivan, I was like, I still want the CD player. 
when I moved houses two years ago, mm-hmm. I downsized and a lot of my CDs had to go. Yeah. And ever since then, I just have not invested money in CDs anymore. But people have said, for the, especially for people touring around, it's a good... I like if I get one from a local person. I keep all my local friends as ones. Mm-hmm. Like kind of as a collection thing mm-hmm. or like a uh, souvenir. Yeah. That's what like the guys in the Natas who just played the, the Turf Club as well. They mm-hmm. kind of look at CDs as like a souvenir or something like that. Yeah. So when is your album available for download? And yes. tell us a little bit more about your CD release show. Okay. So the album will be available for download on all the streaming and streaming or all the services on February 21st, 221. 2020. What a beautiful day. <laughs> All those twos. Um, and the release show is February 7th, and it's at the Turf Club. I'm super excited to play the Turf Club with my band. I've played there, I've sung there in like other contexts, but I've never been there with my band before. I have Haley Rydell and her band opening the show, which is very exciting. <laughs> It's doors at 7.30. It's music at 8.30. I'm going to take the stage at 9.30. We'll be done by 11 because I'm an old lady. And uh, it's going to be a great night. I've got a lot of friends that are going to be part of the band. One of the things that's always important to me is that I get as many people as possible, like singing, you know, in my bathroom or on stage with me. So I feel really lucky to have um, Matt French is going to be there, Annie Fitzgerald, Vicki Emerson. They're some of my dearest friends. Um, And then my band, Andrew Foreman, Thomas Nordland, Lars Larson. Uh, We've got Lightning and Joe Peterson playing organ. Shane Akers on Dobro. It's going to be a party. Sounds like quite the party. Yes. My life took a great turn when Copper the Wonder Gold and I became part of Canine Inspired Change. All the heartwarming and memorable experiences we've gained from doing therapy dog work can't be counted or even put into words. Copper and I are kicking off our January work schedule this week with a session at St. Paul Juvenile Detention Center this Saturday. We absolutely love working with those kids and watching them become friends with the dogs. Canine Inspired Change is a nonprofit organization dedicated to giving vulnerable youth the social emotional tools they need to be active participants in their schools and their communities. Our work helps these remarkable young people transcend trauma, social struggles, and isolation by sparking meaningful connections with dogs, volunteers, and each other. If you are interested in giving back to the community with your dog or contributing to this worthwhile Nonprofit organization, please look into Canine Inspired Change at canineinspiredchange.org. So, every week I do a story behind the song mm-hmm. segment. So, I thought this episode we would talk about your new single, I'm a Wreck, and Let's then I'll play it. it at the end of the episode if that's cool. Yeah. So, what's the story behind writing I'm a Wreck and recording it? Yeah. That's a fun one. I'm a Wreck was written, all these songs were written for my songwriter challenge. So each song on the album has a prompt that inspired it. The word for um, for I'm a Wreck was code, which I was like, I don't know what to do about that one. And you don't have to use the word, you just have to be inspired by it. And so when I heard the word code, I thought, I, I do a lot of my writing when I go running in the morning. And so I was like, just kind of saying that word over and over again. And then the lines came to me, was it a series of numbers, an outdated password? How'd you get in here? I swear I'd locked the door and thrown away the key. And it was like, that, that just kind of happened. No, yeah. Yeah. So, and I was like, huh, I wonder what the story is that goes with that. And I sort of thought about like, 
that person in your life who maybe is getting to you more than you want them to or more than, you know, like somehow they're getting under your skin and like you wonder, did you, where did you open yourself up to that, you know? So that was sort of the questioning behind it. Uh, one of the things that I really loved once I sat back, because often writing comes, it's like, whoosh, and then I'm like, oh, that happened. You know? <laughs> so one thing I loved when I listened to it was that the chorus to me had this kind of like, mm, initially almost, while we in the band were like, it's kind of Mumford and Sons. Like, whereas I heard the verses as this very swanky thing, the chorus is felt more straight ahead country or like Americana. And, um, and I could feel the swell that would come with the energy of each phrase. And so when we, we played with a couple different ways to bring that to life pre-production, like pre-getting in the studio. And then once we were in there, we really embraced the swankiness of it. Um, and there's some really great organ from Joe Peterson on there. And then after we tracked everything, um, my Eric Bloomquist, the co-producer, he still felt like there was something that was missing. We'd had like a day where Thomas, my guitar player, came in and we got all these really cool licks and then Eric was like, I kind of feel like there should be a response guitar to that. So he had this other guitar plays, player, Jasper Nephew, who I've never met. But Jasper, you did good. Um, and he came and added another layer of electrics. So there's this really like push and pull between these two that goes on, which is great. Um, another thing that's fun about this one is Eric had decided we wanted a warmer vocal tone and a little bit more... Uh, we've always used the same mic that's like very gets you every tiny detail mic and we instead he's like let's use a ribbon this time and so we used to record into the Telefunken U47 and this is the RCA 44 and that's the that's the geekery so you can see we we did a mic off in the picture and then we that's just decided cool. that um, for a lot of the tracks there was just a different warmth and um, you just got a little bit more grit in the RCA so I've always gone for like a very pristine sound and it was nice to get a little bit more rugged. Very cool. Mm -hmm. All right, Sarah Morris, thank you so much for being on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. I'll play I'm a Wreck after the end of the show. Thank Please you. tune in next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distillery, ID Chrysler Pine City, The Beadale Club, and Canine Inspired Change. This is also a listener-supported podcast. If you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please hand on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go with some fun. Till next time. Was it a series of numbers? An outdated password? How do you get in here? I swear I'd lock the door and thrown away the key. Now tell me your big plan. Great.
You broke. 